Well, big welcome back and welcome to the Humble Climb podcast. We're going to get into these guests shortly, but a very quick thank you as always to the Bloodline that continues to fund and help this amazing project that we've got going and our incredible sponsors. We couldn't do it without you. Starting off with Bonza Snowballs, the best marshmallows in the business. If you haven't got some, hit them up and hit me up and I'll personally send some your way. Gigi Hair and Kids, there's a few, you know, most of you actually got pretty good hair. Well, I was there yesterday getting my hair done, and as you can tell, it looks fresh as. So thank you as well to Marissa. Barbecue Brothers Catering, you were away. You couldn't make my birthday, but you two were at my birthday. How good was the catering for Barbecue Brothers? It's actually very good. Yeah, remember that? Oh, the get That was sick. Them. Andy and the guys, man, they made a <laughs> mad spree. b and Car and Truck Repairs, they just continue to do things amazingly. That The Anagnostiatus family, can't thank them as well. And then the last one that's come on board recently, Body Contour, Contour and Laser Clinic. Being, uh, obviously, people know that I need a bit of contouring myself outside of the gym. So a massive thanks to these guys for continuing to back our project and everything that we're doing here at The Humble Climb. But a bit of a different episode today. Friends of mine that are, have got this awesome, I'd say, product that they've just taken by storm because now the biggest thing is uh, since the success of, obviously, the Socceroos a few, many, a few years back, but soccer's getting bigger in this country and I've got three of the best heads that are in the football industry here with us today. Salim Mahazi. Rashid Mahazi and Luke Yego. Yeah. Is that correct? I oh, will go Jago, but either one's fine. I mean, I actually thought I was being like pronunciation oh, correct. <laughs> oh my God. I, say, yeah. I actually yeah. said, are, bro. bro, I actually said, I was going to say Jago, but, but I thought it was Yego. Where's he, where's he from? Where's he from? Where's he, where's he from? Where's that from? Uh, I'm going to say. Yeah, Spanish. Yego. Yego. Yeah, Yego <laughs> probably is, but Jago. I think I was like college. No. Austrian. Austrian born. But yeah. English parents. So you you get, get, I knew the Austrian, there. yeah? Yeah, because I know <laughs> the Austrian cuz. But a massive thank you. Obviously, these guys I've known for years, these two, Salim and Rashid, but Luke, yeah, I've met over the last couple of years. And these guys are goats at everything that they're doing at Beyond Technique Football School. I love what they're doing. I've personally had friends that have sent their kids down um, to their football school, which is being run at the moment, I'd say, all all over Melbourne, and they're, they're taking it by storm. I always find that there is so many different products out there now or companies offering the same thing, but these guys are truly have got a holistic approach to everything which we're going to dive into but co-founders welcome to the humble climb boys thanks Thanks, Timmy your first time my first time on a podcast as a podcast as a podcast altogether actually yeah 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 yeah. so virginity broken Uh uh-huh yours yeah virginity you've been your head's been across a few yeah a few few um making the people edit a lot of Content out. <laughs> you've actually so we'll been, try to, you've try actually to keep been it pretty in this good van. You've actually been <laughs> in this van a couple of times, which is even funny. So, um, but everyone's so different in in their right. Obviously, you've got a brother that's currently playing it. Is he playing at Hibs? He's Jimmy at Hibs, Scotland. Yeah. yeah, he's at Hibs. So, uh, Hib- Hibernian is that correct? Okay. Yeah, Hibernian. So. Luke's brother, Jimmy, is currently playing there. Rashid's obviously played at top flight in K-League and also obviously with Victory down here around Western Sydney Wanderers. So do you remember the game that I was at? I was at Victory in Sydney, by the way. You got me ticks? Were you no. In Sydney what? at Allianz back in the day? Yeah, there's a photo of you. There's yeah, a there's a photo of, of us there. two together. I was heaps skinnier back then. I remember, man. Bro, I no. remember. What were you doing in Sydney? Remember I used to go up there for my ex-girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I don't remember that. No, right. what, should I be not laughing at that? No, it's, no you that's should laugh. <laughs> and Salim might almost call like the brains behind it all. Obviously, he's a sock and nut. He knows everything about it. He's a PT. He's got one of the best rigs going around and some oh, awesome tats. But, bro, this guy, you know what, though? If you want this guy to run a business to a ground, I'll never forget. Obviously, we jumped on as a sponsor. or We're going to transfer you the money now. But obviously, um, um, we're jumping on as a sponsor for BTFS, Beyond Technique Football School. But this guy's presentation to us was off the charts. Yeah, he's been in the game for a while, huh? Bro, this guy is- Behind closed doors. It's pretty cool what he does. So, And I think that's the part of business. But I want to get into, first of all, and start off with Beyond Technique Football School, where did the idea come from? I think some- Yeah, it's funny. I mean, again, going back to this bloody truck, it actually started with me and Jake. Yeah. So me, me, well, me finishing playing, um, I kind of was like, I never want to look at a soccer ball ever again. Yeah. And then maybe- Six months later, Jake called me and he goes, hey, man, we pretty much did a PhD in football and we're doing nothing with it. Do you want to do a little bit of coaching here and there? Like I've got a few parents that are interested. We kind of went, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I always loved coaching. It was fun when I did it on the side. And then once I sort of started doing it, I was like, actually, I really want to take this quite seriously. And then as we were talking, Jake was doing obviously the Unlaced podcast and he was very busy and it got to the point where Kind of, he's like, realistically, man, I don't have the time to yeah. do it as serious as you want to do it. So then I, um, me and Luke had actually had, it's quite organic really how it came about. Me and Luke had been FaceTiming while I was in Korea. He was in Norway at the time, right? Yeah. Were you playing top flight <coughs> in Norway? Second Divi. No way. Yeah, well, at the time it was third, um, but me and Rash obviously going through. Yeah, so we were just stuff, like. Yeah. And you boys both met from the victory system? Or yeah. did you know each other yeah, from juniors yeah. or something? I know Jimmy Moore. Mm. But that, I remember kids. coming on trial. I was sitting really? there. I was in the youth team. Oh, right. And know. obviously, like, Vine for first team deal, and he'd been doing really well at, I think it was Northcote, Northcote right? Yeah, Northcote. Um, and John then, K. Memorial, baby. And then he came down yes. came down for a trial, <laughs> and I just thought, fuck, I'm in a bit of trouble here. No way. Yeah. Were you guys playing, playing for the same oh, spot? Right. Same spot, yeah. yeah. true. Yeah. No yeah, way. It's true, yeah. actually. Because we were playing in the youth team together mm. a lot, actually. And like, yeah, you know what it is, when, it, when a trialist comes in, especially you're like trying to look for, you know, all the flaws and stuff, <laughs> I was like, shit, I could be in a bit of trouble yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause you did really well you, straight So away. Jimmy stayed on and then you went overseas? Yeah. Long story short, I did, did my knee after victory and then I did a stint in the NPL and then went over. Yeah. How funny is that, right? Like just on that, it's something we were talking about the other day, me with now Roville, with Stuart Munro, and talking about how like we childhood somewhat family friends like my mum our mums knew each other i knew jimmy since he was a kid whatever you kind of know each other and you act like friends right but then in training sessions and no one really talks about this Mm. you're so unbelievably selfish and you're just like like if if your team scores but you're on the bench you're like you're like yeah well done but you're kind of like fuck yeah 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 i don't get that And, and if that player in your position even though he's maybe your best mate you hug each other in training you're playing if he's if he's playing shit you're buzzing you're like I'm going to play next week. Yeah. I get it's you. so funny. It's, how I get, I, just off topic, and I know we're going to get back to it, but I was talking about this with the AFL grand final the other day with the guys where I was saying, no one could understand where I was coming from. I was saying that if I was a player that didn't play in the grand final or AFL, oh, the dirty, AFL grand final, and if my team was playing in it, if, and this is going to sound really wrong, so I don't mean to come across <laughs> this way, but if they lost, maybe I wouldn't be that upset as if they won. Yeah. As, as shattered you mean yeah yeah so my experience with that was like all the way up to a semi-final 
you're kind of thinking in that way. But then grand final, you're you like, no, I want to win. Even if you're not playing? Even if you're not playing. Yeah, okay. So I've never been in that position, honestly. And that's why I th- not think like that, but I've always You've never think- been on the bench, huh? Bro, I've been on the bench so much. You've not been <laughs> I've either been on the bench or not get a game. Bro, I used to play AFL, which I should never have given up soccer, but football, the world game. But I used to play AFL. And bro, bro, I'd only play if football it was 100%, bro. School. But I'd only play against the shit teams. Yeah, and like they put me in like the middle, bro. Like they put me in the middle, like I'd tear it up and the guys were so shit, but I was so good for a shit player. Like I made these guys, I actually look like a Brownlow medalist out there. <laughs> AFL or football? No, nah, like proper when I was playing AFL. But no, what I'm saying right. is like, I'm obviously a football nut, but yeah, proper yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so getting back to where it is, obviously. Yes. Yeah, so, well, just you, we you were- You guys are FaceTiming. Yeah. So we were FaceTiming and we were basically both- like psychological, philosophical thinking brains. Yeah. And we're kind of like just talking about what's the best way to like approach teaching kids. What's the best way to like learn how to play football. And we we're just having these organic conversations. Then when, so when Jake had said to me, I don't really have the time. I kind of was like, I don't want to do it by myself. So fuck, I've been having these, comp- I've been planning this with Luke for about two years while yeah, we've been overseas. Yeah, well. So I called him and he was like, yeah, hundred percent. And then it was like, maybe a few days later we were like, we probably need a someone with a little bit more of like a logistics side brain to to come in, and that's like, as I said, OCD. Yeah. So we've got. But I was actually thinking about this the other problem. day. Like, we've got a really interesting mix of like personalities and how it works yeah. in the business. Because, like, I would say Rash is like very creative. Like, we have to temper him down with <laughs> ideas because he's just. Yeah, but it's brilliant because we get times a week. him coming in with like <laughs> random stuff he wants to do. Yeah. And we have to kind of like temper expectations. I'm probably a bit more like in the financials and um, that's my background now with work and strategy kind of type stuff. And then we we all do a bit of everything, but I think also Sal's really good, like in the detail, like day to day of like, this is what we need to do. Cause me and Rash will have ideas, but like, and Just, we'll know like generally what we want to do, but in terms of bringing them to life, like I think that's what Sal's I like amazing, most about so. it. Like, and, and again, even just talking with these guys, like, you know, at coffees or dinners, however many we've had, um, your role is almost, I know you didn't play football at the highest level, so I don't mean no. it that way, but your role is almost more important than theirs in some way, the way that I look at it, because you're bringing it together. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say necessarily say more important, but I just think, yeah, potentially Not maybe. more important in the yeah. way, but like they couldn't do it without you. No, I don't, I don't think I could do it without them, really. But oh, I, I think- response, bro. <laughs> yeah, we trained this yeah. is, this yeah. guy is so, See what I mean? That's, that's what I mean. This guy's like, <laughs> media, this guy's like so media-driven already. He's given like, nah, one week at a time. <laughs> He's so organized. He did four weeks of media training before this podcast. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's so good. Oh that's why God, I love right. it. But uh, what I'm saying is, is like, obviously you're so- I'm getting talking about- I'm talking about it as an example when you sent the presentation across. So great. Yeah, yeah. I was blown away. I think for me, like- so, so my background, I, um, I graduated with a sport management degree um, and I did a bit of study over in the US, part of that study over in the US. Playing wise, I never got to the top or anything anywhere close to the top. Right, I played right. a little a lot bit. Of, hey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was probably on the, my closest to your path, Dimmy. <laughs> but um, I think with it, I realized that there's, there's, there's a chance for a, lot of, for a lot of kids or a lot of people playing football that you're not necessarily – you can do everything you want and everything in your power to try and be a professional footballer. And sometimes the cards you dealt force you out of the game. Yeah. Um, and I'd, even if I, I had a few injuries and that sort of thing, and I, I was, I, I didn't play at the top level, 
maybe not because of that, maybe I wasn't good enough, but I didn't play at the top level and I went down more the administrative path. Yeah. Um, you're so working at Essendon Footy Club as well, yeah? Yeah. So I did a stint straight out of um, college, straight into Essendon Footy Club doing their multicultural development. So basically working with within sort of like a marketing role with different communities trying to bring them from, from different migrant communities, trying to bring them across into football. So at that stage, most of the migrant communities are graduating towards the real football that I'm doing now. Um, but at the time, Essendon wanted someone with a face that wasn't your traditional, I suppose, Anglo-Saxon Australian to bring those guys from those communities across into AFL. Um, so I did that for, I think it was about two years. And then from there, I moved to the AFL. Um, I moved through Cricket Victoria parts and things like that, doing similar roles within the marketing teams. And for me, it's just, it gave me a really, really good, I suppose, understanding of how the business side of sport um, and how it works and, and that there is, a, I suppose, a career in that side of things. And there's an importance to that side of things in terms of the development for the overall game um, and kids in the community and things like that. I love it. I reckon it's probably, so right now I think uh, the biggest thing aside is obviously there's a few people starting to bob up with these football schools and whatnot. I'm always going to be biased and I admit it. I don't even care what people say. Like you guys are going to be always superior and number one in my eyes. So I don't care what anyone, no, and no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> but be it's true though. Yeah. But you know what it is? So. It's because, well, one, we're mates, but two, I actually believe in your product. I know we've had a lot of things about this because you go for the holistic approach, yeah, yeah. not about what you do uh, passing wise. And I think, and I think just I'll, going back to the us behind it, which is another reason why it works well, is like the difference of the personalities behind it. A lot of soccer academies are, just maybe soccer people are doing it. They're like like soccer people. When I say that, is probably my brain, my type of brain. I understand like technique, but they don't like you said. Very important for the game. I think the biggest problem in Australian football right now. Okay, yes, coaching is probably not up there, but it's actually the infrastructure, which is the problem in growing the game from yeah, the grass the, at the grassroots yeah. level. Yeah, you know what? The so they need people like that. That's potentially not played. The highest of level, but has that kind of brain. I really understand how to set things as, up. Yeah, you know. And it's funny you say that because <clears> I was having this conversation with someone the other day that was saying that um, some of the best coaches in the world were not the best players. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like you, Marine. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at like Postacoglu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great example, um, and he's almost doing so much for football in itself now. But talk me through at the moment with how many kids you started off at is in training and where, how many you're at now? Cause there's a big difference. It was funny. I mean, just, I put a post up the other day, just talking about the importance of marketing and, you know, at the start we kind of had, whether it was overt or covert, we kind of had this belief that, okay, we'll put out, we're not the biggest names in football, but we'll put a names on it. Some kids will come. We put yeah. this down first, like eight weeks. It was me and two kids or me and one kid. Um, Yosef, credit to him, he stayed on the whole time. Um, the other ones left, but the for, eight for weeks, ages, it was, it was just the two of us, it was like nothing was for, going. So for eight weeks, you were doing two kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. and my experience <clears throat> coming on, like coming on, I think I came on to the last in terms of like a found, like a founder, I came on last in the piece. And I thought straight away from a business mindset, ah, easy sell to ex Melbourne victory players wanting to start an academy. The rest of the academies out there, the majority of them are people like myself, probably not the most experienced, not the mo biggest profiles. Um, and then even down the track, like once the business got going and we'd, we'd bring player appearances in, no problems, like high profile player appearances. And the reality is um, none of that stuff really, really drew players in. I don't think it was yeah. more 
when we actually started to learn how to market the programs, get the programs in front of parents, in front of kids, that really sort of started to drive things. So we're yeah. so we start with two players in eight weeks, mm. but I want this yeah. number because I want to particularly clip this up when of the time what, comes. How many kids we have currently that yeah. we're looking after? Well, it depends. I think if depends you, yeah. you want to break it down. I mean, total if you look at the kids under our care. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one twenty or something like that. It's awesome, man. Yeah, that's nice. awesome. That's I'm so pretty. cool. And I love the way you like it. I I love the way that I went about it. Obviously, because you guys are doing cool things. Like I know everyone's doing. You're doing these um the school holiday programs. I can't remember what you call them. train like a pro. Train like a pro. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. Um, I had the pleasure of coming down to one when Pete's kids came right. down, yeah. uh, and they got so much out of it. I mean, that, that was awesome day for them. Yeah. But just to give everyone an insight into train like a pro, and I'm probably going to pump the program a bit now. So I'm going to plug it. So it's my favorite one. But I, I yeah. loved it. Right where it was yeah. nutrition. So for anyone listening that's got a couple of kids. It, Train Like a Pro was one one day. Yeah. It was that, and back then it it's probably changed now, but it was that Monash Uni then. And it was obviously soccer drills, but then the kids, the kids are doing yoga. Kids are doing, was it nutrition um, about what to eat pregame? And these are kids that are ranging from six to, were they six to 12? Eight, eight to 12. Eight to 12, eight to 12 they 12 were, that's right. Kids yoga, kids nutrition. Was there, there was a little bit on like psychology. Sports psychology. Sports psychology. Yeah. Um, ice bath. Ice, like, ice I found ice it bath, so fascinating because so the, these kids that I know, Pete's kids that came out of it were buzzing because now Georgia in particular, before she plays a soccer game, she'll do the thing with bananas that you guys said. Does she do? No way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's awesome. that's that's like, yeah, that's awesome. Did, yeah. That for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I hear it and I'm like, oh, that's so awesome because even if they didn't take anything else out yeah. of it, but they took one thing. And, and this is the thing with kids. You don't know which are the things like they could be the smallest things that you say to them yeah. or do in the training session that have a genuine impact on them. And like, even, even like the Matildas, right? We've got girls. We play, we did this, we did this little project was like, pick your hero. Yeah. And I said, from my perspective, one of the biggest things that drove me and my ambitions and stuff like that were looking up to people like Tim Cahill, Archie Thompson, Harry Kuehl, reading their books, understanding what they did pregame, what they did on their days off, all that kind of thing. So we did this for the World Cup, pick your hero. You had to pick a person that was coming to the World Cup and study their life, understand their family, look into the, you know, all this stuff. Now we've got girls wearing gloves like- um, Mary Fowler. Mary Fowler, Amazing. you know, doing their hair like Hayley Rasso. Like just the little things that you think, and we talked about it, it was kind of, mm. oh, it's a nice little idea mm. and it's had like massive impact on them. So but also, like, I feel like <clears throat> it goes back to our philosophy as well as like, you don't know what the kids are going to take away from what you're doing. Yeah. And we've always spoke about that, like, you have to create the environment for them to learn about themselves as well. And like doing those programs is exactly that. Like some of the psychology stuff, it might not be for some of them, but for some of them, they love it. It like, sticks to certain people. You know, and it's about try, trialing different things at a young age, understanding yourself, and then you bring that into your game. You 100%. Know? And, and so. the thing is that you're not trying to breed um, – Future, well, you want to breed future stars, but you're not trying to build a professional environment where they're not where they can't be kids. You're not mm. treating them like adults. You're treating them like kids. Yep. You're having yep. fun with the drill. I remember once so we were talking being able to disguise those adult conversation, those adult topics through fun and play. What and was the one thing, that you told me once that you were doing? It was like the caterpillar or something. No, it wasn't a caterpillar. There was some game that you used to play, and the kids used to love it where you would like act like an animal. The, di the dinosaur what, game. Was it the dinosaur, dinosaur game? game? This is Archie, Archie. one of these was kids. It those ones? <laughs> dinosaur, but I don't, 
But what are you? What, no, are you, what, what I'm trying to say is that I love the fact that like you guys almost are having fun with it. Like oh, you're not no, yeah. treating it as if yeah. we're the like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you're breaking down barriers to these kids yeah, as yeah. to what you're doing. And I think like for us, probably all of us just also see which other coaches or which other people are good at having an impact on yeah. on kids. And I think when I've seen the people that have the best impact on kids, it's like they have they 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 push them to have really high standards, but they also have that arm around the shoulder. You know, you can talk to me, like, let me, let, I'll, I'll help you out. And it's like, a, also mm. there's a, a friendship there as well. And they show them that they really care about them, love them. They can, they can meet them on their level. Right. Which is why when I speak to them, I squat down. Yeah, right. So I don't talk to them like an adult talking down. I'll squat down, get on their level. Just little things like that. I you love know? it. So talking through now, um, Beyond Technique Football School, um, you guys come up with the name and everything like that. I mean, I don't think it's um, it's it's enough to get, you know, BTFS is what I know it as. Um, but your programs now that you run, because you sort of got the the wet, was it the West or the North? So yeah. we've got, I suppose, yeah, we've got elite academies set up, um, some in the Southeast, some in the Northwest. So basically all over Melbourne, there's one close to Faulkner, one in Clayton, one in Springvale, for example. Um, and then we have a couple of other programs. We've got the, the holiday program, so they train like a pro. We've just started going into schools uh, with the Technique Acceleration program. Uh, what else? I'm missing any there. We've got a couple. And we've got like, we do some partnerships with some external organizations um, as well. So that's like some, a, yeah. another product offering. So it's, so it's just getting that balance between like, again, like all these ideas, but also we want to nail our core products, um, especially Elite Academy, um, and grow that in the right way to a high quality. So you guys are training the kids. I mean, I'm, so let's just say hypothetically, I'm a child. Actually, I wouldn't say even hypothetically, I am a child, but <laughs> like if I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 12 and I want to join your program yeah. and I live in uh, Oakley, which probably is realistic for me, yeah. um, not too far from Vanilla. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would join at Clayton. How many times a week am I training? One session. One, One session at the moment. We've got a few kids that do two. Yep. The other thing is, Dim, which is like talking about the numbers that we have. To be honest, we could have more. I know you could. That's why. It's funny. And that's the other thing that we're sort of learning from what other academies do and we don't want to do, sort of learning from their mistakes. And we say, okay, other academies don't leave any money on the table because they just take yeah, all kids court and then they lose the quality. Of the service and the ratios, the, the kids, ratios, like the kids ratio. So we are always trying to sort of manage that. Yeah. So at the moment we're kind of trying to nail one session of per week for oh, one player, right? Like Dimmy's coming. How can we make that the best service for Dimmy for one session per week? Once we get that, we've got some things that we're trying to build to. Probably the the biggest thing that we're trying to build to is a select squad. Yeah. And that's like sort of. Narrowing it down to, to to a group that's the really strong group that's players sort of at similar levels because at the moment we've got players, some are beginners, some are well experienced. So trying to get that group that's like obviously by their orientation in terms of what they want to get out of the football because you have some kids that really want to play at the top level, some kids that just play to learn, you know, and just enjoy themselves. So trying to get that select squad, I think, is something in the next little period that probably try to build out. I reckon there's one thing that I don't like about um, the way that our structure is here with uh, football teams, and I'm talking juniors-wise. This is just my opinion. And I know it happens a lot overseas, but it's these trials for kids, like under nines, <clears throat> under tens, trials, elevens. Yeah. They start to split up the best friends. Yeah. Then 
I just think about it from a psychological point of view. The yeah. kids go to school together. They're best mates. One's better than the other. Mm. One makes the A team, one makes the B team. Then the bullying starts. I'm better than you, all that type of stuff. And I know there's stuff that we can't always do with it, yeah. but that's the one thing that I don't like about our pathways. I don't know if you have what your guys' thoughts are on it's that. A, it's a tough one because I'm probably more guided by these two on this, but there's always a debate between how much competition and how much emphasis do we put on competition is healthy and I suppose the opposite of that, where yeah. you don't have competition, it's all about participation, participation medals. How healthy is that? What what messages are you giving? Um, and I think it's about trying to find a balance. And I think these guys do it brilliantly. Um, and they've got their own philosophies and own, I suppose, own opinions on it. Well, I think for me, it's like fairly simple, right? Like it's just about having competition is reality of the world. Whether you ignore it or not, it's there, right? For me, when I'm talking again to Dimmy as the kid, it's about Dimmy having high standards for themselves compared yeah. to themselves. That's the way I communicate about everything. Get here on time. Do your absolute best. Improve yourself every day. And it's about you competing with yourself. Now, obviously, as you get older, it starts to be you're also, the reality is there is competition out there. And I think as you get say, older, think, it needs to. The thing is, the, the question is when is the right is time? The is the cutoff, 100%. And you, you do, you're almost doing a, a disservice to a kid if you're sheltering them from that for too long. For sure. Because yeah. then they get into the real world and they go, oh, shit, I'm not equipped with the skills mentally, physically to deal with this and how do I cope? Whereas I think we've got the ability because we get them so young that we're able to nurture them and educate them and find the right times to, to deliver these messages. Yeah, I also think there's it's a, a, kid, a kid needs to learn as well. Like we want to build them as humans and like their self-worth needs yeah. to come internally, yeah. not externally. And so it's, it's every time there is competition and there's a reaction from them, like it's an opportunity for us to, to help them and to teach them and be like, okay, you may be feeling down about this. Like, like Rash said, did you do the best you did today? And have you done in preparation everything that you could have done? Like that's where you get yourself worth. Yeah. From. And then, and then you have like, look, as you said, you're doing them a disservice. The reality of the world is there is competition, right? And there is, because of that, inferred in that is there is failure and an opportunity for growth is to learn how to deal with failure. And if you create an, create an environment that there is no failure, you have, you're never developing their resilience. I love Does that make sense? 100%. And that's why I think that everything's always got a cut off. Yeah. You know, that you can't, like, you can't, as an example, in that under 13s, which is what, year seven? Yeah. Traditionally, yeah. good luck. Like, yeah. there needs to be, you know, interleague or whatever you call it, Vic State country and all that type of jazz. Yeah. Um, the other, the other part of the equation, which I also really like, though, and... I'm going to say it was you that told me, Rash, again. You knew someone that- No. <laughs> you knew some, No, someone went to, was it either Argentina or you, or maybe it was, um, uh, where from Rolly's from? Uh, Uruguay. Uruguay, I think it was. Mm. And um, there was some soccer player that was like, that was, that you knew. And they went over there to go and watch their kids play or something like that. And their kids were like five or six and right. they were playing a proper match and there was yellow cards being dished out. <laughs> right, 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 right. I can't remember which player it was, but it was going, what I'm trying to say is the difference again, between yeah. maybe why we're so ahead or so behind in certain countries because oh. they're starting those professionalism <laughs> at a young age. Look, we, me, we went last in last year in October to watch all different 
Argentina yeah. and Brazilian clubs. And they got at an under sevens games, I could show you videos, like chanting fans. Amazing. People like <laughs> halving each other, like, you know, proper, proper game at seven years old. And they're, and they're so teaching they only, our cards. <laughs> yeah. So whether yeah, that's, that's going to be chaos. That, that's yeah. that's yeah. A, but that's what I'm saying. That's the next thing, right? <laughs> ma ma maybe our like, <laughs> yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying, yeah? Like mm. you've got one approach, which is like maybe, okay, don't go too hard on the kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. Then you've got, Probably a lot of the other approach, which happens on most side, I think, of the other world outside of maybe us, right? Yeah. Where they're like, football is our religion. Yeah. So, therefore, we breed them young. We breed them. I can't remember which player it was, man. It was a player you used to play with. That you, you, you're like, bro, this was the most amazing thing that I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember because, obviously, man, you've had so many conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're pretty deep thinkers. So, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I was like, I thought of that once and I was like, well, no wonder that country's so yeah. good at World Cup when it comes to women or um, or and men. Just like if you see their personalities, uh, obviously, there's huge about their, their environment where oh, they grow up and everything like that. But for me, the number one – uh, characteristic that you need to be successful in anything is resilience. Resilience, I was going to say. For yeah. me, is the number one over so, anything. It's, it's an interesting topic because, like, I have a friend. He's <clears throat> he he was coaching at Porto and he's like produced some brilliant players. And he's kind of like my go-to. Like any question I have, he's yeah. he's the guy. And I asked him that question. I was like, out of the players you've seen go onto and like, like this is the biggest stage, like Champions League. Like, what is the defining factor and he said, like, they, did, they didn't have a choice. He's like, the only way they were going to get out of their situation was being a professional footballer. And I've always, I've always thought about that because I'm like, for us in Australia, like, you have options. Like, plan B is everywhere. You have a plan B, but then also, like, I don't know if that's, like, then putting the other, other hat on. Like, I don't know if that's the best way to move forward move forward. I get what you're saying. With that pressure on the game, like, wouldn't it be better to come from a stable point of me loving the game, me trying to be the best I can be? But that's where your internal standards come and, from, and right? maybe, like and you maybe, said. Yeah, and maybe, like, it actually doesn't matter, like, your why. Maybe it's different for different people, but it's more the way that we cultivate the player. And I just thought that was really interesting. And I still think about it. Like, I'm got, not 100% sure. I suppose that, that there's another another random thing that I think is super interesting is that people develop at different rates. And I think when you're dealing with kids, those I'll those gaps early. are bigger. So, yeah, some some players develop. <laughs> some players and they hit their, hit their peak super early. Oh, I yeah, some, early <laughs> <laughs> some late. And, it like, I had – I remember now probably because I finished up a little bit earlier – and probably wasn't as, well, you maybe say, wasn't as resilient as, as some other people with football. But there was players when I was an under 12 that would win a game off their own boot. They'd score nine goals. And by under 16s, they weren't playing anymore. Yeah. They, couldn't, they couldn't play. I think we all know one of them. Uh, it's oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Just quick, quick fire question. Have, have, you, got, have you watched the Beckham doco? Um, halfway oh. through. Halfway through. I haven't watched it yet. No, no not yet. Okay. I've, actually, I've seen some. I've seen bits of parts. Just yeah, quickly yeah. talking about resilience. Mm. That whole thing, if there was one theme that I could take out of that mm. Beckham doco, is that. Yeah, yeah, After yeah, yeah. Simeone incident. I, like, I yeah. did not think. Yeah, I yeah. did not know that that went on because yeah. I was five at the time. Mm. And I was like, like, but I didn't. But anyway, that what you guys are talking about, resilience, is yeah. funny that it correlates now to something that's live. So anyone that's watching, if you have not started watching the Beckham documentary, like I love, I watched four episodes in a weekend. I was done. I, I'm ready to watch it again. More yeah. probably for Posh. Spice, there's a big fan of. I now follow her on Instagram. I now follow her on Instagram. But um, 
incredible like yeah. that resilience that we talk about across yeah. every sport even the ones that are unbe- like un- let's say it's an individual athlete and they're unbeaten there's times in their yeah. in their career where they have to be there's an injury a career ending injury or there's something like that where they have to find resilience and like i think when i look at sport the more i look at it the more you delve into docos and things like that is where you go oh every it, everyone's happy if you're a top level athlete everyone's happy yeah resilient. and so then going back to your question if you don't have competition at a young age and they don't understand how you build where where is the resilience coming from like if you're not if there's not a real feeling of oh i've failed now what do i do like yeah. life life resilience like, like what what And this is what I mean, and this is what exactly what I want to get onto, right? Because again, you're not just um, a soccer uh, uh, or a football academy, let's just say, you're a holistic one. And I keep on using that word because I love it. It's probably genuinely one of my most favorite things to say where you're a almost like a one-stop shop. And I remember before you, I mean, while you two were talking about it nice and early, and I think it was before you jumped on board, again, we went from another one of our many coffees that you probably won't remember, but <laughs> but genuinely, right? And he, and he said to me this holistic where we want to be like the sports psychology, where we want to be the nutrition or the kids' differences, the ice baths, the recovery, all this type of stuff and you drill it in from a young age then it got me thinking i'm like man this guy these guys are onto something because there's no other place that offers it it. and i think that's the biggest point of difference at the at the like looking across the like across the border the other academies and other competition that's that's what we do better than anyone how are you finding now are you finding that um as your program because you're always going to make mistakes Mm -hmm. across the way and i think you have to make you have to make them in order to learn from them um I'm not going to ask you what your biggest mistake was or anything because what might seem like your biggest, you'll make more in the future. We all will. Yeah. It's simple. Um, but with where the can, where it's going, um, you guys are doing this as a part-timer after hours thing, I imagine, at the moment. Is that right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're putting in a lot of work, obviously, yeah, after yeah. hours and everything and getting everything sorted, but you're all sort of traveling and you're all hands-on. Is, is the aim of this eventually to turn this into a full-timer? Yeah, there's a, a few different discussions around how to, how do we actually approach it, but in short, yes. Yeah, amazing. Yes, yes, in short, in short, yes. Yeah, amazing. And what I love the fact is as well, and Luki, you may have been doing it out of Melbourne Knights in mm. Summer Street. Were you doing it out of there? Uh, uh, in the no, nah, we're doing out of CB Smith. Oh, uh, right. Okay, so you do the sessions out there. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys do the sessions out here in Sp- Springvale, um, and as well in Clayton. Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah, okay. We have yeah. we have like a mix. We have a lot of coaches as well, and yeah. So talking about your coaches, because yeah. this is again another different dynamic. This is not just you three trying to lead the band. Like I bumped into Chris Kiosis, yeah. um, at chatty at chatty <laughs> at chatty the other day. Yeah. Same day, two hours later, yeah. I bumped into him at Melissa in Oakley having a coffee. Um, so you've got Chris Kiosis there. He's one of the coaches. You've got probably one of the best strength and conditionings in Chris uh, Chris Tammer. Shout out to Chris, uh, Chris Tammer, who is his brother used to be a sponsor of this actually. And <laughs> DJ Tammer, he actually did my birthday. So there you go. Um. And so you've got a couple of different coaches and different thing again, which you tell me a sports academy with all due respect that has got a strength and conditioning coach there for these ages. It's showing how holistic we can be. I'm looking into the camera, but I'm trying to be as genuine as we can. Like, this is why I say that this is the best one. That if you're a parent out there, and I'm not just saying because I'm mates with these guys, but they, the care of that they show people is out of this world and you will not find it anywhere else. So I want that message to get across more than anything. Like I think, Dim, when we were growing up as well, like, like we were all super passionate about football. We would all do the extras. We'd all go do our running. We'd all go down the park and have a kick with our mates. You know, on a Saturday, we, we're, we're trying to train six days a week to try and become professional footballers. That was a dream. These guys obviously did it. I think what what we want to do is 
if you want to go and find a strength and conditioning coach and then you want to go to a, a sports psychologist, at the moment, what you have to do is you go, you get your technical session somewhere, then you go and get your strength and conditioning somewhere else, yeah. then you go and you get your sports psychology. By creating this hub, we're able to create all these things under one banner at an affordable rate that are easily accessible for, for kids across the board. It's incredible. Um, I love it. I actually love it. Next thing you guys are going to have an x-ray machine. Like I just, I, I actually <laughs> genuinely <laughs> love BT it. first hospital. <laughs> Bro, I'm not, but, but I'm not joking. This is what I'm, I, I see you know the videos. Well, x-ray machines. Yeah, you got I know solariums. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is what I mean. It's this holistic yeah. approach that's continuing to guide it. And, you know, yes, you guys have got some sort of platform in within Melbourne, let's just say potentially, but um, at the same time, the proof's in the pudding. And if you're not, doing the job, I imagine you'd have more parents leaving than what you guys have got. Like, so how's it working at the moment? Have you got like a wait list on for parents or anything like that that's coming on? We're, we're just about to close the I was gonna say. term four. Yeah. Um, so in terms of wait list, yeah, just about to close the term four because um, we're pretty much north, 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 there's, north, there's, north there's, there's, a, there's, there's a little bit of space, but uh, southeast and central but we're is pretty, pretty, we're pretty, pretty tight on our numbers because and, like, like we said, we, we have ratios to coaches that we really need to stick to I love if it. we want to keep the quality. Yeah. Like that's just something we've been kind of non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah. The quality. hundred um, percent. Yeah. And that, and even back to what you're saying, like about coaches, like that's been our, and I said it from the start, like from the research I'd done before we started the business, like the hardest part was going to be hiring and retaining good quality coaches and like. We've had some fabulous hires, like so happy with the coaches we have yeah. at the moment, but and you probably it is a constant thing to retain talent because like, obviously in Australia, it's hard. We can't offer people like a full-time yeah. coaching gig at the moment. we've made mistakes and, made, and had learnings and yeah, done it yeah, better ma- and continue massive, to do it better. Massive learning from that point of view of having to constantly need to keep that dialogue open with potential potential coaches. How to educate. Um, how I think this is the biggest thing yeah. though, that like what I take out of what Lukey just said, if with all due respect, is like having to make sure that you keep the quality so that it's like a coach to enough players mm. and not over where it's, it's, it's not maximum where it's, it's out of control yeah. in, in what, in what I gather of what you're meaning. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, it's, it's leaving money on the table, bro. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you, you leave money on the table yeah. to, to keep that quality high, which is like, and then you keep people happy and, like, and people, you see the value in what you're doing. What, what's what's yeah. been, so what's been the biggest driver of, um, I know you're going through a bit of a marketing frenzy at the moment. Oh, like, bro, you're right, bro. You know what's funny, man? I'm actually the king of rabbit holes, bro. I actually ask, because I love him what he's doing. Yeah, like, because I'm not good at TikTok and all this type of stuff. Not that they're TikTok, but if anyone's not following Rash on Insta, go and have a look, because at the moment I'm getting inspired every single day. But you know what it is, bro? So this is so interesting, right? So like, I think it's been two and a half weeks. So I have a mentor yeah, and then also have a uh, virtual mentor, Alex Homozzi, yeah, that I don't, that I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So I have yeah, one yeah. that I actually know I communicate yeah. with and then, then, then one that I'm reading this book, right? Yeah. Luke knows him. Everyone knows Alex Homozzi. Yeah. Both of them at the same time so had this conversation, <laughs> had this conversation with me, Alex, through his book, this one with me personally, yeah. which was like, Rashid, if you're not like using social media and posting regularly and actually utilizing that area of business like you're doing your kids and you're doing yourself a disservice like you need it's very important you need to get past your nose and your ego of like i don't really because bro i had like 15 posts while i was playing a league and i was kind of like this guy i don't need to post myself and i don't like photos and this and that and i was like i've got to get past that if i'm really serious about wanting to grow this stuff and wanting people to know about my mind and and our business 
it's 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 important to do right yeah and so i've made a decision like whether people call me an idiot or a wanker no, or whatever i'm going to post every single day but i'm not going to but i'm but i'm not going to post nothing anything that i don't actually believe in and don't really genuinely want like people to know i actually so that's i'm that's the biggest I'm, I'm the biggest fa- so genuinely i'm not just taking the piss because he's my mate of mine so i actually really i appreciate it right because i'm a big i love my socials and i don't care if i post something that's just going to put a smile on someone's face inspire them in any way possible motivate them if i feel shit whatever it is right people yeah. know me as they jump onto dim's page and he's an open book yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it's cast that ego. Yeah. I like the fact that you just said before about, and it probably goes to show the mindset that you guys are in, but yourself at the moment as well with obviously organizing a mentor and, you know, the, yeah. those things don't come cheap either. Yeah. So um, it probably goes to show how just what I'm trying to say is how serious you guys are about taking this to the next yeah. level. He mentioned yeah. me, he mentioned me in one post and I wrote straight to him. Stop this shit now. He told me off. But you know what? But you know what? You know what? What's interesting about that, right? Is- so I've had people message me like, so like you're you. taking, no, taking the piss, like I fucking lose or whatever. Right. Really? And I was not, not like full As on, but mates, wait, you know, mates, your mates, 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 mates oh, okay. right. And I was kind of like, I have to think, of, am I posting something I don't believe in? Or I don't genuinely want other people to know. No. no so I think, I, and, and hold on, hold on. So I was going to put a post up. So this goes down to like algorithms, how stuff works, whatever. Right. I was going to put a post up that I knew would get more views if I did it in a certain way, like wrote certain things on it. And I had this moment where I'm like, no, I want to post what I gen- like the genuine thing. And I know that's going to get less views, but it might actually affect someone in, in the way that I want it to affect them, in a positive, get them up there, whatever, right? And then after that post, like I've genuinely had people go, oh, I've like, I'm going back to uni. I'm going back to uni. You changed my mind. Like, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go back to uni and do what I actually am passionate about. I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start working out. Like I've had people send me this stuff and it's like, fuck the real view, like the, the view count. If you're posting something that's genuine and this is the stuff I communicate to the kids, what's, what's the problem with doing it publicly, 100%. you know? The, so uh, the, the best thing you can do, and I don't care what, no amount of money can ever, no amount of money, views, what you call it, I call it clout right will ever help but helping someone in some way is the best thing in the world and you get the best intrinsic feeling that no money can ever buy and whether that be is that you post one thing or you say one thing or you reach out to that one person that didn't think that you would uh, hypothetically you know you know that they're having a shit time or whatever it is man you know what i get a kick out of and it's so funny but everyone knows it you know on facebook every day every time it's someone's birthday and for some reason, I've just got a lot of Facebook friends and a lot of them I don't know, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I still yeah. wish them a happy birthday because I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what, man? Like it takes me, what does it take me? Two seconds to say happy birthday to someone? Mm. I don't, I might not know them for whatever reason, but man, it's the little things that I think if we all can get together and continue to put a smile on this bloody planet we see what's happening at the moment i don't know maybe i'm a bit too like i want people to be too happy i want people to be happy yeah i get that everyone's got their own issues but i think there's so many little things that we can do just off topic that can actually spread love and i think i think going back to the ig like the instagram discussion i think this is why handball team like he's brilliant at doing it and i think i don't know if you enjoy it but you're really good at doing it i think for me i'm super old school and it's like i'm a people person but i want hands-on yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want to, if I want to give advice, I want to have a real conversation with someone. 
I don't want to do it through a screen or through something like yeah, that. Unfortunately, that's the way the world's gone. I get it. Um, but I think that's why I give it to you. And but that's then why. take the po- my, literally my last post, right? When I was in Korea, having the, f- the worst time of my life, full of anxiety, full of like fucking just sitting in my bedroom, like train in the morning and then just lines closed, sit in my bedroom, right? Why though? In hindsight, because 100%. No, no, no. In, in, in hindsight, that is what I would call, if psychologists look at me in that moment, they'd say that person's depressed. Yeah. Now, whether I believe in, like whether I, think that that's a chronic thing or whatever it's a moment in those moments i was a depressed person right is this when you were playing at Incheon? yeah yeah and luke sent me a sent me a book look at these 12 rules for life by jordan peterson right i literally i'm not even joking man i swear on my life okay better clean the house and make my bed that was the first day that started okay next rule was whatever i can't remember all the rules were but it got me out of it man and for me for me my thing is I'm not so much about like making people feel happy. I want people to be exceptional. I don't really have like much of an interest in just making people feel kind of good. I like wanting to push people to be like exceptional and have high standards for themselves. Do you find that that's, that's what I do you find like, though that some people will always struggle to hit that next level though? hundred percent. Yeah. But that's that's not it's just not what I like. My target market of what I want, like, to push people to yeah, do. Yeah, you know, that, that's just me. And th- those are the hard ones. Is like, there's only so much as well you can do. Like, 100% it's got to come from people. You, you, and you got, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make you a drink. But I think the one thing I've learned is you just got to be there for them. Yeah. And and not sometimes it's not even like you don't have to give them the best advice in the world. Like just simply being there to chat on the phone and just accept what they've got to say and listen to it. But yeah, for, I mean, for a lot of it, like the kids have got to drive themselves or whatever it is, any, any path in life, like it's got to be driven from the person. How accessible so. have you guys made yourselves, um, to the parents of the, the kids that you're training? Like I'm talking, do you guys get a lot of after hours stuff that they call or what can my kid improve <laughs> on? Is that happening a lot now? Yeah. Yeah. Does that yeah. happen a lot? Yeah. yeah I mean, you, yeah. I, I like to have an open book and just be like, you can contact us about, about anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, but there's obviously like misbehavior hypothetically yeah, or like something like that. You know, we're, especially like the other day after training, I, I had a chat with a couple of the parents and they were just asking about like the pathway the kids should go. Like for us, like that's a conversation, like we're happy to be involved in, you know but there's be, also a balance. Like you know some cool? people will like, take the, if you let them, like some people will call you every two days. You, you know, know what so. would be cool though? I don't know if you guys do it or not, but it's just, I just thought of it just then. Remember how we used to have like school to parents, school teacher interviews like do like soccer parent interviews yeah (laughs) to be fair our behavior has been pretty good man Mm. we have set a standard yeah yeah. we've set a standard there's there's a couple sessions that it's happened here and there but in general across the board from in comparison to what i've seen in other sessions pretty good but i think it's it's also like the education component of it's important. I think you like guys would struggle to switch off. You got you three. Yeah, yeah for sure. After our sessions. Yeah, I've, I've, had to stop, I've had to tell him the story. Messaging yeah, me at 10.30. Yeah, I, I can like see Like the day that. before a game, I'm like, and he'll message me at like 9.30. An and, and the an thing, idea, I'm yeah, like that. Idea. Yeah, an idea. If, <laughs> if I get a message at like 9, 9.30 about the business, like That's if it's, it. I will not sleep. Like, so yeah. I've had to, I've had to put my phone on silent, whatever. Yeah, like, I could see that. But those are the things you, you learn like about working with each other. We'll sit down, Dimmy, and we'll map out, we'll map out the, like the six monthly 
targets, the, the annual targets and Rashid will call. <laughs> next thing, yeah, yeah, we understand, yeah, we understand. Call the next day with another with another idea. Can we add this one in? Can we I add this it. one in? I love it. I love <laughs> it. it. I love everything that you guys stand for. And again, I'm probably a little bit biased, but I there's a difference between being biased and proud as a friend. And there's a difference between actually, I think, believing in the actual product that you guys offer. Um, and like, I know we've had countless chats about wanting to do different things. Like I think I had you guys that actually refereeing one of our intra-club soccer games at work. <laughs> that was one of my ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I can, yeah. we could go on all day about we'll this. Get, we'll get you down doing the, some you know what we reckon selling, we, selling the, the, the pro players. You know what I reckon we, you know, I reckon we should do. I'll, I'll be so keen to do like a BTFS, like, and again, humble climb will jump on board as like a sponsor as well, but like a BTFS, like meet the parents night. Or something yeah, like sure. a, I'm being serious, like a, know. like a, like a, not even like an alcoholic beverage man. Like we'll go to vanilla upstairs. Shout out to vanilla. Yeah, 100%, right? Dennis hooks it up. Um, and we go vanilla upstairs. We do like a little yeah. mini event about introduction or anything about our service or what yeah. we do. And I just want to take BTFS like literally worldwide, bro. <laughs> like I feel like I'm talking like an owner and I've got zero shares in this thing. But I'm thinking about hey, this. If you want to purchase some, bro, speak to Sal. We can, we can sell it I love it the company, man. I just love it i'm so proud of you guys and i genuinely mean that so it's Thank awesome i want to finish off always with the humble three. First one that i want to kick you things off with and again keep them quick fire if we can if you weren't doing what you're currently doing with this soccer stuff what would you be doing and why I start with you lukey uh, that of rashid while he's thinking i'll be selling yerba mate um on the street in uh uruguay i love this i'll be working with youth boxing Love this. App. I think an app of some sort. Right, I've right. always I wanted to make an app. I love this stuff. <laughs> if you've got a billboard, question number two, if you, you can have a billboard uh-huh. at any destination, but you've got to tell me the destination, and it can say <laughs> whatever you want it to say, go uh-huh. Luke here. Melbourne, come to BTFS Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or what? Favorite, well, favorite quote or something? Or what? Is my face on it? It can be whatever you want, man. It's your billboard. You can have whatever you want on it. Um, quick fire, man. Oh, God. Salim, no, yeah, come back to Ibiza, Ibiza, football is life. In Ibiza? In Ibiza, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's just... I love that. I can imagine you as a pool cleaner, to be honest. <laughs> Longer hair, longer yeah, hair, curly. Know, I don't know, I just could, man. So You're in the Caribbean for sure. <laughs> Back to you, Rash. I've honestly got no idea. I'm so sorry. I reckon you'd be at top of the Como. South Yarra, <laughs> South Yarra, or you know the Astor oh, Theatre. Oh, I reckon yeah, you could definitely. be somewhere there. Definitely somewhere near. And it'd be some, and no doubt. This is what I'm thinking for him, and tell me if I'm wrong. It'd be some sort of deep quote. Yeah, it's got. To, yeah, it or I mean, don't yeah, always yeah, play yeah, the algorithm. Don't always room. go the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely be now near somewhere like Chapel Street. Just hundred percent with it. Yeah, I love that. So the the, the women can see. My I love face. that. <laughs> last last question as well that we always finish off with, and it doesn't have to be a family member. Mm-hmm. So I do stress that because um, a lot of people, it's obvious. Like if you ask me, I'm going to say my mum's my biggest inspo. But doesn't have to be a family member. Is there anyone in particular that continues to drive you guys? The way you're currently being driven at the moment with life and inspiration wise, etc. Lukey, Jay. I'm going to say these two. I'm going to go real. Oh shit, shouty, that's yeah. freaking awesome, man. They're, they're, like we get into each other, man. We especially we've had some blowouts, but I, I love mean, that. I love the fact moment. that your brother's playing in the Scottish Premiership. You don't even nah, say him. He's, he's, 
He's not getting any more credit than he deserves. Man. He got mentioned it. twice. He's not getting any more. I actually love it. I've actually got a photo with him. I reckon he's that good looking. You know, I've always said you are, bro. Yeah. Um, I reckon, no, but no, that's cool. I love that actually that you said that about them. That's actually so yeah. cool. They're probably going to show how much love is in the room. You, yeah, bro. Look, inspo. Yeah. It, when, when I think about it, um, probably competition. Competition is probably like my biggest inspiration, to be honest. And just like I love competition. Just diving into this, like people right? People are doing well and I want to compete against them. Hypothetically, right? If we're talking yeah. BTFS, yeah. are we talking, you're seeing another football school out there that's starting to pick up or do get good numbers or Ooh, get great grades? Give them the clout. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not saying a name. No, no, no. I'm not yeah, saying a name, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying competition-wise, yeah. is that what gives you drive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. And, well, no. The, the number one thing is like, Genuinely, when I see a kid like improve, and I'll, I think, my head, oh my god, could this kid go on and play Socceroos or Matildas or something? <laughs> like that's like for, for them. But from in terms of like a business perspective, yeah. or me personally, is like competition. Man, I love I love competing with. And people. who would be your inspo? As a, if would you have an inspo as a person? Like which? Like okay, take for example Jake, right? Like he's my best mate. I've known him since five five years old, and I think like there was a dynamic there of like competition that drove us which yeah. was like shit like he's getting good i wanted like i'm gonna run more than yeah. him I, and i loved it man that's how my, like I, I love him as a brother and it's like i love that him doing well pushes me to be like yeah that's awesome i want to see how, how well i can do you know and i think i've had that dynamic with a lot of people that i've been close with you know or whether it's a business now where it's like oh yeah i know the owner of that academy and i'm like we're going to be better than We want to go head to head. Yeah, I love know? it. What about you, bro? Like, a, I suppose a thing or a topic or a word, I'd probably say responsibility. I think like we've got without, I suppose it's pretty genetic, like um, cliche, but we've got so much opportunity here in this country. And I suppose I've seen, my, you know, my father, my parents do things, amazing things from coming from nothing. Um, and I think I owe it to them to be the best person that I can be to to create the best things in this world that I can do. Um, whether that be, I don't necessarily, that's not necessarily financial, but I think, I think like driving the kids to be the best people they can be. And I think for me, it's not necessarily, it might not be, necessarily be as the same as these guys seeing kids go on and be professional. For me, it's seeing them grow as human beings. My, my grandfather just quickly once said to me, you know, it's one of the most truest things and it stuck with me to this day. Kids are like flowers. They brighten up the house mm, and yeah. just that as a quote overall like if you think oh, for me it's, it's, true, it's always it's stuck with me like no matter what type of day you might be having like i say it with my boss's kids i'll be honest they're coming to work like i could be having the worst shittest day maybe lost a couple of listings or whatever and then these guys come in with not a worry in the world and i'm like man these guys just make me happy and you are you owe it to them i yeah. think like you owe it to them to give you the best like and i think he's he said it was rash has said it before luke said it before like you go to these you go to these things you're feeling tired you might have a shit day you leave it at the door because you owe it to these kids to to, to be the best yeah, person you can better. be. I yeah, love exactly. it. Guys, LJ, RM, SM. Luke, Yegor. <laughs> I'm, go, I'm going back with Yegor. <laughs> <laughs> I started with Yegor and I'm finishing with it. Man, boys, I seriously, this has been in the talks for a little while, so I genuinely want to say a massive thank you for you guys coming on. We're very good mates, obviously, um, but I'm so proud of you guys as a friend and I can genuinely say that and I mean it from the bottom of my heart to see you guys grapple and take this thing on, head on the way that you have because you're growing uh, by the day and I'm so proud because again I get to see it firsthand but I've seen where you started and where you're at now the humble climb is well and truly happening and um, I can't wait to see where this ends up man 
I really when can't. The black hoodie some come out, give us a hoodie. Do you know what I want? I'd, I'm hoping that I can have like a child and then all going well one day. That's my dream, to be honest with you. Like being a dad. Nah, what's being my the, dad what's, what's is the, my number one what's goal What's the name going to be? Do you know yet? Have you got something <laughs> in the it's back? a little girl, it'll be mum's. Okay, there Sophia. we go. Yeah, but Boy? it'll be F. Dimmy? Would it be Dimmy? Um, Dimmy Jr.? Nah, or? I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably go something religious because I'm pretty religious. I'll be honest. Asus. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, um, but if they do, boy or girl, I know where I'm setting them. And um, I reckon we work on, um, I reckon there's some opportunity here to work in with a few parents. Maybe we get like a little BTFS 5% off for an upcoming trial or something happening with (laughs) the humble climb and BTFS. We'll sort something out, guys. Don't forget the dinner as well. The the dinner's, mate, the the dinner's happening. So, boys, massive, massive thank you. Can't thank you guys enough. You guys are legends. You're stars. And uh, we'll continue to rock and roll and make this everything that it is. So continue to smash it. Thanks, everyone, for liking, continuing to comment, like, subscribe, do all the good things. Sponsors, as always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And we'll bring this episode out in a couple of weeks. Chat to you soon.